So settling into your posture as we've explored. Stable base. Letting the face be soft and relaxed. The eyebrows and the eyes still. Perhaps letting the teeth part just slightly so the jaw can be relaxed. Allowing the chin to drop just slightly so the back of the neck can lengthen. Elbows heavy, shoulders relaxed. Chest open and the belly soft. You might even imagine that the space between each of the vertebra and the spine could expand or lengthen ever so slightly. Letting the whole upper body extend to its full length, a little bit taller. And then feeling that stable, aligned structure. See if you can allow your muscles and tissues to soften, to rest and relax on that structure. Taking a moment or two to just settle with the sensations of sitting and breathing. If you like, I invite you to call to mind the image of a benefactor, a mentor, or some being for whom it's relatively easy to feel that sense of warmth and goodwill. Let's see if you can picture their face. or have a sense of what it's like to be with them. Bring them right here with you. Bringing your attention to the heart center 
in the middle of the chest. As you see this person's image, and then beginning to let the phrases flow from your heart to theirs. Just one simple phrase at a time. May you be safe and protected. May you be deeply happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you live this life with ease. using those three or four phrases that resonate with you, that feel authentic. May you be safe, be happy, be healthy, live with ease. When the mind loses track or wanders off, just gently let go. Allow your attention to return to seeing the image of this person. And then picking up the phrases.
offering them as sincerely as possible. May you be safe and protected. May you be deeply happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you live this life with ease.
So as you see this person's image, as you connect from your heart to theirs, I invite you to try a little experiment and see what it's like to allow your benefactor to begin to offer the phrases to you. So you might imagine still seeing their face, see their eyes smiling, see their eyes seeing you. Imagine them offering these wishes from their heart to yours. Instead of saying the phrases, you're hearing them, receiving them one at a time. Allow yourself to receive their care and warmth for you. allowing kindness to flow from their heart to yours through the conduit of the phrases.
and in your own time, when you like, I invite you to allow their image to fade and to begin to offer the phrases for yourself. May I be safe, be happy, be healthy. May I live this life with ease. Receiving your own goodwill and kindness.
We have some time uh, for questions about your practice. And there were a couple of questions that came through in notes. Um, <clears throat> so one was kind of actually a logistical question about uh, the hall. And um, uh, practice leaders when we're not here uh, at the end of the sit and so forth. And so. Um, we had a miscommunication yesterday, and so there were a couple of sittings in the afternoon with no practice leader. So apologies for that. that uh, well, it's unlikely that would happen again. Um, and thank you to those of you who have volunteered to be a practice leader. Um, just because you don't see someone sitting up here doesn't mean someone's not going to ring the bell. There's another little bell over there on the, uh, on the table here where the recording is, and so the practice leader might have just taken that bell to their seat. Um, the, the general etiquette here is to come on time at the beginning of the sitting and to stay until the end. So to please not leave during the sitting. And if you have a group that happens at the end of the sitting, um, it's fine to just stay to the end of the sitting and then go to the group. It's okay if you're a couple minutes you know, late uh, to the group. So that was that was that question. Uh, someone else asked, I wonder when choosing someone, for example, the benefactor, do we keep that person for the whole sit or day, or do we change when someone else comes to mind? Um, or uh, is it better to refrain from this constant flow of people? Uh, so in the context of this kind of more intensive practice, uh, the instruction is to just choose one person for the category and to stay with that person. As I was saying in a couple of the groups this morning, the way this practice works is by building momentum. So we start where it's easiest and uh, through connecting with this one person, sensing their image, feeling the connection with them, using the phrases, uh, the intentionality towards kindness grows and gathers momentum. So if we're, if we're changing the person continually, that impedes the, uh, the gathering of momentum. The other thing it doesn't allow is it doesn't allow us to work through any obstacles. Something that can happen is we get a little bored with one benefactor and so we bring in someone else and then they start to feel a little dry so we bring in someone else. And every time we do that, we lose the opportunity to practice cultivating loving kindness even when the connection and the sincerity isn't there. And it's by staying with the phrases and staying with the, the aim to offer kindness, even when it's not present, that that intention grows stronger, that we actually shift our conditioning. So, uh, so yes, to stay with one person. That said, uh, like at the end of a sitting, 
or maybe at the end of the day, if you want to offer loving kindness to multiple people, that's fine. You know, bring in, bring everyone in. Sharon sometimes says, have a party, you know. Uh, But for most of the time during the day with each category to just stay with one person as the representative for that whole category. So are there other questions? Yeah, in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the way the question is phrased, uh, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> so yes, it's that's the way life is, right? Because we're complicated. So you know, some people note like, oh well, I'm actually all of those <laughs> categories myself, right? Or so yes, absolutely, that can be the case. However, for the sake of the practice. Uh, it tends to be easier if we can choose one person who represents that category as best as possible. So, for example, when we move on to the good friend, if you have a few friends and one of them you have a little bit more difficulty with than others, don't choose that person. Choose someone who more or less can stand in that category. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah, great. Thank you. So the question was, how do we recommend dealing with strong emotions that come up when doing this practice, such as sadness? Um, So first of all, um, this is an integral part of loving-kindness practice. As Mark mentioned on opening night, this practice is also considered a purification practice, which means that in order to discover what pure, unconditional kindness is, we end up having to see all of the things that it's not, which in some, sometimes is sadness, but other times is resentment or cruelty or bitterness or attachment. And it's, it's by being with and witnessing all of those other emotions and states that we refine more and more, oh, but this is what metta is, just this free and open wish. So that's a little context. How to deal with or handle difficult emotions when they do arise. Uh, so in, in loving-kindness practice, um, there are generally two options. So plan A is acknowledge what's come up, let go, and come back to the phrases. That's kind of like the first response in general with distracted thoughts, planning, even strong emotions. You know, some some sadness comes up. Oh, okay, this is sadness. May you be safe and just continue. When that's not possible, the sadness is really strong, right? It almost feels like this is not... This doesn't feel right to just turn away from this. Then it's fine to put the phrases down for a little bit and return to mindfulness practice. Just be with the feeling in a balanced and curious and loving way. 
Feel it in your body. Try to give it some space. And just let it move through you. Let it, have, let it live its life. And then when it's subsided enough that you can come back to the phrases, come back. Is that helpful? Yeah, great. question was, uh, when fear comes up, is that the same answer? Yeah, (laughs) more or less. You know, just note it, see if you can come back. Loving kindness practice was originally the, uh, the legend is that the Buddha originally taught loving kindness practice as an antidote to fear. So that's very powerful to, uh, to contemplate, you know, that the love is the opposite of fear. And so in some ways, when there is fear, continuing with the loving-kindness practice can be a way of addressing it. And again, that said, when it's really strong, um, you could also try just being with the fear, feel it in the body, notice what it's like, give it some space. See if you can just see... With, with any emotion, with any experience, the the freedom comes when we can see it just as it is. To learn to see fear as fear. Oh, this is fear. This is a, this is a state of mind. This is this is the human experience of fear. It's not about me. It's not going to be here forever. It's just this. Okay. And may I be well. May I be safe. Free from danger. Free from suffering. Just to continue with the practice in that way. Yes, please. When meditating uh, without guidance, is there any recommendation for switching between yourself and Right, great. So the question was, when meditating without uh, the guidance of us during the sitting, what's the recommendation for switching between, say, the benefactor and oneself? It's a little bit fluid. It's flexible. Um, So again, the core principle here with this practice is that we're building momentum. So if one of those is easier for you, give more of your time and attention to that category. If it was really easy for you to offer loving kindness for yourself, use most of the sittings and walkings to just be with that. So you might spend you know, three quarters of the sitting or walking period just staying with yourself. And then at the end, do 10 minutes or so for the benefactor or vice versa. Yeah? If it's, you know, one isn't any stronger than the other, you could alternate. You could do one sitting for the benefactor, then walking for yourself, and then a sit for yourself, and then a walk for the benefactor. It can, it can be fluid. The idea, what, what you want to avoid is like 10 minutes for yourself, and then flip over to the benefactor, and then flip back to yourself, and then choose a different benefactor, right? You're not going to get momentum in that way. Yeah, please.
So I'll just just summarize what the the comment was. Um, This person's using uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama as the benefactor. It feels too easy because the relationship is very idealized and feeling some impulse to to use uh, the teachers that you've worked with for the benefactor, but then coming in contact with our humanity and that's a little bit harder or feeling like, well, there's so many and, you know, they all want loving kindness in my mind, and how do I, how do I work with that? Yeah. Um, I find it so puzzling why we, so many of us, want to make things harder on ourselves. <laughs> you know, they're both sides to it, but I just want to point out, like, why not let it be easy? There's enough difficulty in life and in meditation practice. So if you've got a connection internally with His Holiness. Use it. I would say just go for it, you know. Let it really develop. Really feel the strength of metta. Let yourself connect with that energy. Let it get really bright and strong and solid. You know, let it develop. That's what this practice is about. It's not about, you know, the other person. It's about transforming our own heart and mind. Each of the categories is just a foil. It's just a stand-in for us to learn how we draw boundaries in our life and to start to dissolve those so that we can feel more free, so that our sense of connection and love can, can flow more because it feels good to be kind. So the more people we can experience that with, the more joy and happiness we have in our life and the more joyful and happy we are, well, the nicer it is to be around us for others. So, so that's one angle is to say, just go with it. Don't make, a, Joseph has these little mantras and phrases, he says, don't make problems. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's one angle, that's one perspective. If there's something inside in your intuition that says, yeah, but it just doesn't feel right, okay? If that's what, what you're saying, then choose one teacher. Don't worry about all of them. Again, it's just a good enough benefactor. And work with it, you know, when, when, when those, you know, what-ifs come up or that time that comes up, that's instructive. That's part of the practice. That's revealing the parts of our heart uh, that want love to be conditional. I'll, I'll be nice to you if. So you recognize that and go, oh, isn't that interesting? Look at that. I'm wanting something back. I'm needing them to be perfect. Okay, that's not metta. And then you come back to center. Just the genuine, simple wish. And may you be well. With all of your humanity, may you be peaceful. Okay, thanks. Yeah, please. Um, With the phrases, I think you said something about this yesterday, but um, how much can you play around with them? I I have four phrases and then one asks them, oh no, it's not working. Yeah. So today I sat in formal practice with three, yeah. is that all? Okay, yeah. So the, the question is, how much can one play with the phrases? Um, you know, just using three in the sitting and then using a fourth during the walking or, you know, changing them some. Um, 
they're definitely flexible and it's fine to be creative. And I would say, you know, by this evening, it's good to just settle on three or four phrases that are good enough. What you want to avoid is continually tinkering. They will get dry. That's just part of it. You know, and, and the phrases can change. In, sorry, the, the meaning of, the, of the one phrase can change over the arc of practice. You know, like, may I be happy can take on all kinds of nuances and layers of meaning as we practice and as the heart opens. And it can be totally dry and meaningless at times. So don't gauge the... Um, authenticity or effectiveness of the phrase on how connected your heart feels with it at any given moment. Choose three or four and then stick with them. It's fine to have like an extra one that you slot in from time to time. You know, like I have four four phrases that I use are the ones that I offered during the sit. May I be safe and protected. May I be deeply happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease. Every now and then I add in a fifth. Um, May I or you love yourself unconditionally just as you are. Sometimes that feels really important, right? But in general, I just use four. Okay, yeah. Yeah, please. This may not be a problem, but I notice if I'm doing metta for someone else, there's a sense of, And so when there's, so the comment was, when doing metta for someone else, there's a sense of giving. And when doing metta for uh, oneself, there's a sense of asking and don't know, is that a problem or not? Let me ask you a follow-up question. When doing metta for someone, someone else and there's a sense of giving, does it feel tiring? Does it feel like work? No. It feels just more like offering, like, hey, here you go. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and with the, when doing metta for oneself, when you say, like, asking, does it feel like, uh, say more about how that feels for you. Um, maybe, maybe like a prayer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A prayer or a wish. Uh-huh. A prayer, wish, or calling for, yeah. Yeah. It's not so much the way that I understand and, and practice it, the, the, that sense of calling or, or prayer for. Uh, I'm, I'm not inside your heart and mind, so it's hard to say, right, because we're using language. Um, so the... I'll say the concern that I would have so you can check it out and see and then share how I relate to the practice. So the, the concern would be that that sense of a prayer or a request or, or, or a call um, in, in one way that there's, there's almost a lack 
There's like, I don't have this and I want it. Rather than a connecting with the, the genuineness of the quality or the intention towards kindness. So the, 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 the aim of the practice is to align the heart with that sincere wish, whether or not we're feeling it. This is an intention practice. It's not an emotion practice. We're not trying to generate feelings. We're strengthening an intentionality. We're strengthening an orientation in the heart. So it's just turning that, that offering, that, that, that gift towards oneself and just wish it, wishing it in the sense of offering it, giving it to oneself so that the, there's a sincerity in the intention and the wish of whatever my experience is, you know, like, hey, Oren, may you be happy. You know, just... So there's, there's a, it's, a, it's a nuanced thing between, you know, like, oh, may I be happy, versus like, may I be happy. You get the, you get the difference there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, well, yeah, I think sometimes what I'm doing is if I'm, may I be safe, mm-hmm. I am connecting with a feeling in my body of being safe. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't yeah. know if that's in the same direction. Yeah, I think it is. It sounds like it's in the same direction. Time for maybe one or two more. Yeah, please. I guess my question is, uh, what about when I'm not? And let me explain. Uh, what about when, say, for myself, I'm, I'm not peaceful? Or yeah. I'm not healthy. Right, right. And the same for, for others. For others, right. Yeah, so the question is, what about when one is not peaceful, healthy, happy, safe, what about that? How to practice. Yeah, we are not peaceful, happy, safe a lot of the time. That's the reality of life. So this is... um, This is where wisdom comes in where a deeper understanding of what the phrases mean um, can be reflected sometimes in the actual words um, or just more in the meaning and the intention behind them. Um, So, for example, one colleague of mine, instead of saying, may I be healthy, the phrase he uses is, may my body support my practice. So for him, that captures the essence of the wish with the reality that sometimes we're not healthy, right? Um, so that's one way of, uh, of walking that line, is to find the phrase that reflects the depth of your understanding of the, the gap between what is and what we would like for ourselves and the world. The other, the other side is kind of like Sharon talked about last night is that um, it's, it's the intention. It's not as if we're, we're saying, you know, you know, 
I'm going to protect you for the rest of time and nothing bad will ever happen because that's not possible. Just like that, the analogy of like, hey, have a, have a happy birthday, you know? It's just saying, you know, like, it's, it's, it's like when, when you say goodbye to someone and you say, get home safe, right? We don't know, but we want them to get home safe. You know, drive safely. That's metta. It's just saying, I care for you. My wish is that you arrive home safely. It's just a wish. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But that doesn't negate the sincerity of the intention. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if it's, is it possible to cry from, compa- well, from compassion, by compassion? And, or is it necessarily sadness? Because what happens, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, all the time, like uh, when I practice Meta, I mm-hmm. find myself like in tears. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like feel sad, but I'm wondering, should I stay in that feeling or is it just something to avoid? Like, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the comment was, um, sometimes when practicing, tears come and not sure if it's sadness or compassion and wondering, uh, is it okay, like sh- should, should one stay in that feeling or um, avoid it in some way, like kind of like what's going on there? Um, yeah, tears are welcome, and it's it's quite natural uh, as we open the heart and connect uh, not only with um, with ourself and our deep wishes for our own well-being and the well-being of others, but as we as we open the heart to these different relationships in our life. Uh, it's quite common for memories to come up or just for emotions without any content to, to come through. Uh, and so the, uh, the aim is to allow what's happening to be felt uh, without getting lost in it, without feeding it, but also without trying to fight with it or avoid it or suppress it. You know, so some, some, some emotion, tears, come you don't even need to put a name on it just let it come through you know and when it feels like it's uh at a place where you can come back to the phrases then come back to the phrases yeah. well thing is like it's while i'm doing the phrases then fine to so just let yeah let the tears flow while you're doing the phrases yeah yeah just let the heart uh, uh open and close it will it will do both that's what it does Yeah. Sure. Um, so the, the question is uh, looking ahead to the end of the retreat and leaving, and the impulse to share, and is it better not to, or how's that? How's that go? So um, this is one of those questions that the uh, at this particular point in the retreat, I think the most skillful 
um, way of relating to it is to just kind of bow to the the wondering and just say later and just stay with the practice and um, we'll have time for Q&A towards the end of the retreat and so just be sure to bring it up again and we'll look at it then yeah there's oh, okay <laughs> um, so I'll give you a short a short answer um, Take care who you share that which is precious to you with because it's sacred. And the people that you want to share it with may not be as interested in it as you are. And that can be quite painful. Um, That said, you know, um, when when people are interested, how beautiful and wonderful to share from your heart your own experience. So we have some time for walking before supper and just really want to encourage you to stay with the simplicity of this technique and the form. It's, it's just one phrase at a time, just coming back to the, the sincerity of that intention and that wish, whether it's for yourself or for the benefactor. And then just trust, just trust the practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.